everyone with two Americanos in my system and some time on my hands finally. This is episode 41 of the Bike Shop Boyfriend Podcast. Here we go. So first up, I uh, should probably do a quick little rundown of what's all been taking place. Um, mostly not a heck of a lot on the podcasting front. It's been uh, a bit of a slow period, actually, in terms of making content and uh, trying to record it, trying to line some stars up, etc., etc. But first things first, I apologize for the small delay and uh, infrequency of the podcast. Um, we're going to be rectifying that very soon by we, I just met myself. And uh, yeah, so with that being said, your host, Dustin, is uh, going to give you a quick rundown of what's all taking place this week in the shop. All right, first thing first, um, we closed out our group rides this summer, and uh, that was mostly due to two factors. One, uh, it's late in the season, and the evening light is fading, and it's making it very difficult for safe riding with the number of folks that we have in our program, um, slash service, social setting. I, I would, I'll just call it group ride. Um, but also the weather is becoming somewhat more and more unpredictable as the weeks progress towards the colder parts of the season. Um, so it's actually making it very hard to dress for the ride. So we actually had some folks that were bundled up um, as if it were going to be uh, snowing with winter type temperatures probably in effect. Uh, and other riders that were dressed as if it were still going to be plus 30 degrees, which is uh, 100 degrees Fahrenheit for my American listeners. Um so yeah, it was a wide range of what to dress for. Um, and then there was how to dress for all those temperatures far and few in between. Um, so just out of safety, we're sort of pulling the plug on it. And also, but the biggest contributing factor was to closing it down. Had to have been the lights. Um, not enough riders were bringing enough lights, I noticed. Uh, a lot of them had tail lights, which is great, but like headlights are still going to be a major thing to have once you have no uh, daylight to really be riding in um makes it very fun but it makes it also makes it very dangerous for all the riders to be riding uh another factor uh or sorry the other thing that happened this week uh was that we started up our cyclocross clinics um the races themselves are starting up we're in the second week here locally and so big ups to all of you who are participating in your local cyclocross season um but that sort of makes uh, the priorities of my fellow road ride leaders. Uh, it makes them somewhat distracted. They participate in cyclocross season. This is actually something they look forward to for most of their year. Um, and so them being distracted is actually a very fair description. They can't quite give a full commitment on Tuesdays uh, to doing more road rides when they themselves would rather spend that time practicing skills and drills for cyclocross. So good on them for doing so. Um, as well as we're sort of introducing uh, gravel ride types, point A to point B, uh, just to prolong the road riding uh, season a little bit longer. And it's sort of just to keep on top of uh, folks that didn't want to have the season wind down so soon. Um, so it also encourages for folks with uh, knobby tires and drop bars to come on out and have some fun too. And seeing some of the photos, I missed actually this past one uh, due to some stomach issues. But um, that being said, 
some of the photos that I saw were just outstanding. So major props to those who uh, shared those photos with uh, the shop and also with myself. Uh, truly made me feel quite a bit better to see uh, such great photos and everyone having a great time with that. Um, what else? Uh... So with the road rides season sort of finishing up, um, myself, I'm having like my own thoughts of uh, winding down my own season. And I really haven't been on the bike all that much, uh, to be brutally honest. Um, did some just some haphazard uh, Zwift rides just to see how my form was, uh, just to keep moving. And I'm really noticing uh, my imbalances physically on the bike uh, in terms of uh, core stability and also uh, upper body stability. I got to get back into doing uh, body weight based exercises and uh, getting stronger that way. Um, so over the next little bit, I'm actually going to be doing more stuff off the bike. So the training aspect and reports from this podcast are going to be dwindling down just a bit. Um, but I will be starting up back on the bike in terms of trainer season and uh, a scheduled sort of program for that uh, very soon and very shortly. Um, but also I got to see uh, the follow-up actually on the Bontrager Velocis, uh, or Velocis mips helmet um i must say that after seeing it in person getting my hands on it and actually seeing another helmet uh slightly smaller than the one that was ordered for a customer uh hey chris what's up um i'm actually quite impressed by the design of it um the full hard shell under the brim the boa dial on the orbital uh, retention system uh, are really well considered all said I'm thoroughly impressed by it. And the one detail that I really, 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 really appreciated was uh, the, the vents for where uh, on top of the helmet, there's the spot where your sunglasses go uh, for when you want them off your face and you just need to have them held for you while you're riding. Um, they actually considered this and they put a little bit of grippy vinyl, almost like grip tape actually, uh, or handlebar tape inside the port itself uh, so that way the sunglasses one are getting uh, gripped by this uh, material in the vents but also it somewhat protects the vents itself uh, which is still exposed foam um, that sort of also is protected by all of this and I really thought it was uh, a really sweet little detail actually in the helmet um, and I thought it was actually overall genius. So like my thoughts about this helmet have actually gone up considerably. Um, so that's actually something really, really cool. And then also uh, I've noticed uh, two factors in the bike shop. This is still a, a bit of a week in the shop. Um, we're cutting down on some of the, uh, the chaff of uh, stuff that wasn't quite selling all that well or the brands themselves who are selling the same product have changed the focus of that product. Uh, I'll probably give examples of this in the future, but um, the shop itself is focusing on brands that sell even better. So we're really doubling down on the stuff that sells and not necessarily uh, going to be promoting the stuff that 
doesn't quite sell. And I found out that we are reducing some of the brands that we're carrying by this. Um, and we're going to be focusing heavier, like more heavy focus on the brands that really do well for us and that are doing it right. Um, but what does that mean for uh, us as a shop and also you as a potential customer? Um, I think that like we're very curious as to how our customer base views the product and I'm curious as one, a podcaster, someone who listens to uh, their audience, what do those brands who are quote, doing it right mean to you? So what I'd like you to do is actually reach out to me via here on anchor.fm. If you're listening to this podcast via the app, you can easily tap the feature, call in and actually say your piece, uh, which brands you think are doing it right and which brands we should look at maybe to uh, start carrying even. Um, And also different products too that you think that are really well considered designed and actually suit the purpose that they are intended for. Um, So those are pretty much the thoughts uh, from this past week. Oh, also too, uh, Apple just released uh, a new Apple Watch, and I'm kind of eager and kind of hopefully going to get um, one of our service writers uh, at the shop to sort of give a bit of a description in his take slash early impression review of it. Uh, he's an Apple Watch owner already, so I hope to get a Drew review uh, very soon on this podcast for your enjoyment and uh, his thoughts about the new Apple Watch Series 4. And I won't talk about the iPhones at much at all. Um, but I am debating about upgrading my current iPhone seven. Yes, I know it's an antiquated piece of technology, uh, to a iPhone 10, 10 S maybe. Um, so I might even have him on that just to suit more of a, how does it benefit a cyclist, uh, type review? Sorry, I won't be doing a Samsung one or an Android product. Um, just because I don't use them except for my Google Home. Um, Yeah, so that was this week. So let's just quickly go back in time, maybe six, seven months ago. So then we got a bunch of cycling related stuff, uh, which I'm excited about. I wanted to get a lot of cyclists there that would be excited about these pro jerseys, the other stuff. Uh, But as well, we reached out to local businesses, retailers, everything else. We're doing this for Children's Wish. You want to donate anything? So we've got a ton of other stuff coming in. So like Cranked Energy Bars, a huge supporter. Uh, Corp. Corp reached out to, never ended up getting anything back from them. But I know you were busy though. Yeah, they've been like, down in like the southern states and like conferences yeah and expos and stuff so Food fair. <clears throat> yeah but uh cycle 
Cycle Studio. I know it, it looks it's, like it's misspelled. It's it. I always say it's Sakal, but someone I know at work actually is a trainer there, and he says no, it's Cycle. So they were super awesome. Yep. Uh, I went there. They ended up giving us 50 free passes to spin classes. So the first fr first 50 people that show up are gonna get a free class at Cycle. Uh, water bottle, shirt, sweet, kind of that kind of swag. Um, and then just yeah, a whole bunch of local businesses, retailers, coffee shops. Uh, if anybody has seen you or I riding around our sweet parlor jerseys. Yeah, the parlor kit. Uh, yeah, parlor gave us a very nice jersey. Yep. That, uh, yeah, very nice. Uh, well, today we're in Cafe Postal recording this on a chilly Saturday morning. It's early. It's early. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> just sitting here with a nice bag of beans and some local honey as well. It's been donated, so I'm pretty sure all the local uh, coffee shops are they, pretty for it. Yeah. yeah, and just cyclists in general. I've still been floating this idea of doing like a coffee, a slow coffee ride. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, we all grab our... But would it be a cafe racer ride? Sort of like a red hook crit with a coffee <laughs> hand up, you know? like Yeah, we could do that. We, we very much could do that. It's, it's got potential, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then the, the latest really big grand prize, actually. Well, I shouldn't say this yet. Uh, we also got some awesome jet stuff. We oh, got a signed, yep. signed Ehlers jersey. Uh, that was from... Shoppers Drug Mart. He's the goalie, right? No. Just from no, my ignorance no. of in, sport. In, no, the, I'm, uh, I'm stick, in, in the stickball world. Yeah, stickball. No. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Signed jersey. Oh. Also got a Patrick Heine signed card. Oh, as well. sweet. Nice. It's pretty good. All right, so next stop, Tucson. Uh, the clip you just heard there was a bit of a eh, let's call it a repost of the interview I did with uh, my buddy Paul who is I would have to call him the the point man for the social media for cops for kids here in Winnipeg uh, they just completed their long sought after mission ride from Winnipeg all the way to Tucson Arizona in the course of five slash six days uh, in a relay type format, uh, I think there was approximately 20 or so riders. Um, so like there was significant amount of, uh, discussion actually that almost led me to being on that ride. Um, and not only like promoting it obviously, uh, cause it's such a great cause and such, um, but actually to ride with them the entire journey, uh, there was a pretty much just to give a quick backstory and i think i'm allowed to talk about all this was um one of the riders uh had a personal uh issue that uh, changed their plans actually from participating in this ride um and it was going to be a last minute venture of me sort of tagging in and taking over that rider's spot uh, that rider in particular is a very, very strong rider, a bit of a full-on diesel who can just ride at a certain pace for hours on end, uh, super strong. Um, yeah, he's just super, super strong. So last minute, Paul asked me to possibly join them on this ride. I went to a team vote. Um, initially, it went no, and then at the 11th hour, actually, I would almost have to call it 11.45, hour um i get the call and uh they asked me to join i wasn't able to get the time off from uh the office it would have been an amazing experience and all that 
however, my day job and those uh, uh, responsibilities, I would have to call it, and duty, um, sort of, well, they would have prevented me from actually making it. So, um, yeah, I, re- I really regret not going, but I'm going to be having Paul again here on the podcast, the Bike Shop Boy from Podcast, um, to get his impressions on, get maybe some tales of the road uh, that all occurred while he was out there. Um, and also just to get a, maybe a small debriefing of how, uh, how it all went for cops for kids regarding how the trip went, uh, what are their future plans, uh, for their riders? Um, and also what's Paul's future plans? Cause, uh, this was a, a fairly comprehensive project for three ish, maybe four years, four years in the making. So, um, that being said, I'm very eager to, uh, to touch base with him, pick his brain a little bit more and, uh, hopefully have a few good stories to share with all of you. Um, so stay tuned for that. So with fall sort of kicking in, and I think this segment actually hopefully describes it really well. Um, I'm beginning to train down personally, uh, having ridden road and done uh, a lot of gravel type uh, aerobic endurance training on the bike. Um, my fitness is currently at like a pretty high, high-ish level. Um, I'm using that high-ish term very loosely. You can't see me. I'm doing air quotes right now uh, when I said that. And... I would probably sort of describe it as it's fairly grueling and it's fairly disciplined and it's not a heck of a lot of fun, truthfully, uh, because I ride with a certain purpose and ride with a certain aim. And if it's less than that, I actually am kind of hard on myself and find that um, I'm not getting the most out of my time on the bike because that amount of time I do get is pretty small uh, in comparison to where I would like it to be excuse me and um uh yeah so it's not necessarily riding for fun it's not riding for pleasure and it's not riding uh just because i feel like it um so that being said i'm actually beginning to train down and by that i mean i'm gonna be starting to ride for pleasure i'm gonna start riding for fun and i'm gonna start riding if i feel like it um those are kind of things i really look forward to and i recently had uh uh, a fairly long uh, metric century ride um, with uh, one of the guys from the shop, Dave, and he's a retired, possibly reformed triathlete, although he did recently mention that he wants to get back into it, as well as Paul from Cops for Kids. And uh, we went on a morning ride and it was a great, great ride, all said. And it's one of my favorite routes, to be honest, because you have to work so much at the beginning uh, to enjoy the payoff of um the tailwind on the way back and by meaning like you have to work you're riding into a full-on block headwind pretty much eight rides out of ten for this particular one um just because it will be a westerly wind and uh you are riding into it so that's one of those things that um i think next year i'm actually going to try and do more of on a regular basis uh i really enjoy the route i enjoy um the weather the guys who i rode with dave and paul were for sure uh great guys to ride with i'm hoping to add them to my uh usual 
cast of uh, characters uh, for these group rides. Also, too, I did have a bit of a mishap with my lav mic, uh, so I did not get a chance to record any of it. Um, and also due to the speeds that we were going, I couldn't really uh, do a handheld recording of what was all going on. Um, that's one thing that is going to be come more of a feature on this podcast is uh, raw audio from the rides. Um, I think there's something really valuable and very powerful to be gained from all that. And uh, I really would like to share it with all of you. Um, But one note from the ride that we did uh, is that I should have done it earlier this year uh, just to compare maybe like the beginning-ish year, the first third of my season. and then do the same ride again later in the season just to see how they compare uh, within that same riding year, if that makes sense. Uh, Sort of like a before and an after type situation for the season. Um, See if times increased, see if I felt better on the bikes, if my fitness felt better, you know, those kind of uh, nuanced physical trait things that you sort of take into account. But also, I'm very curious as to hearing how you as riders or as uh, cyclists are enjoying possibly uh, training down or if you're not training down, if you're really hoping to keep hanging on to uh, the form you have now, possibly doing uh, some long distance rides. Uh, The weather's perfect for those uh, in terms of being nice and cool so you don't overheat all that much. Uh, Do make sure to wear, you know, appropriate clothing so that way you don't get caught out and have a bad time of exposure out there. Um, But yeah, I'd love to hear from you in terms of maybe drop me a DM on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, The handle is Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T. Again, that's Dustin, W-H-T on both Twitter and Instagram. Hit me up on there. Love to hear from you. So my last little parting conclusionary segment uh, to this week's episode is, well, we've got the sales reps coming in uh, fast and furious. I got a quick moment to chat with the Shimano Canada uh, sales rep regarding uh, both mountain and road group components. All I can say is that uh, the future slash prototype versions of the next Durace and the next XTR are actually out in the racing quote unquote wild there. Um, they are available to see if you know what to look for. Um, I've been told that there's a lot of dummy cables in terms of things being routed a particular way. Um, that being said, uh, Shimano is working on the battery feature. Uh, they're not going to be going the way of SRAM in terms of uh, independent batteries for each component being used in that wireless system. Uh, the future is wireless according to uh, Shimano. It's how they're going to execute it is going to be the big thing. Um, they are also going to be exploring more 12 speed systems uh, and group sets in the very near future. Uh, look for a big unveil in the year 2020 for that. Uh, they will not be thinning out the chain uh, from what I'm being told. Um, just due to they want to have it uh, a still robust chain system 
Uh, also, that being said, uh, I sort of got it on pretty good authority too uh, from another source that the recent um, direct drive uh, spindle shaft non-chain drive that was featured at Eurobike there really had a lot of uh, Shimano and SRAM uh, developers interest so look forward to a huge sea change actually in uh, a possible chainless uh, drivetrain system in the future uh, be very interesting actually in about five years time maybe to s listen back to this particular segment and uh, hear about that again um, but that was just one of the interesting conversations I had unfortunately I didn't get it on uh, the record here but I will get uh, hopefully uh, I, I also missed out actually on Giant Bicycle Canada uh, and my man Dean uh, from that particular brand on the record uh, he was passing through it was a fast and furious type uh, visit I didn't get a chance to speak with him I will hopefully get him as a guest on this podcast um, but this week coming up I do have Norco bicycle if you have any questions for that particular brand hit me up in the comments and questions section of uh, where you're listening this to this podcast uh, I will field those questions for you and hopefully get you some answers um, that being said i'm also going to probably connect with uh someone who's on the inside of that brand um, his name is chris and i hope to uh, get him here on the podcast very shortly we're just trying to line up uh schedules a little bit here and uh hopefully you'll hear from them soon i'm also hoping to get uh, my man clint actually back on uh the podcast and actually get him on the record here and uh, pick his brain about Trek bicycles, where things are going on that brand's front, and uh, so on and so forth. If you uh, have any questions for any of the brands, I can always uh, put it in a bit of a catalog here and ask those questions. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and uh, here's my big thank you. Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to the Bike Shop Boyfriend Podcast. It means the world to me that you are still in it for the ride. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or things that you would like to hear uh, me address on this podcast, or if you'd like to interact uh, via other social streams, let me know. You can reach me at Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T, on both Twitter and Instagram. Hit me up in the DMs. Love hearing from you. Until then, keep listening.